Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Juliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 1, verse 28, and the Christmas story is so beautiful. And what a joy it is at Christmas time to tell the Christmas story. What a joy it is to tell the story in the songs that we sing. And, and you know, right across the world, in so many countries, uh, even people that are not Christians are singing the Christmas story. They're talking about a saviour has come. Uh, just talking about the things that are so precious to us. And... Uh, and how much more so should we, the church, be explaining the Christian story? And so this morning, I want to talk to you about the secret to a highly blessed life. And that's the introduction that poor Mary, I mean, you, you've got to feel a little bit of compassion for Mary because she's living her life just as a normal little teenage girl and all of a sudden she gets confronted with the biggest deal to any lady that's ever been offered an offer in the history of humanity and it's just huge. We take it for granted because we know the story but you know, she didn't know the story. She did not know how the story was going to end. We know how it ends, but not she. She was just a young teenager. And uh, let's read verse 28 of Luke chapter 1. Well, let's start from verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. That's what I want to focus in. Highly favored one. How, the secret of living a highly favored life. Why was she picked out as being highly favored? Let's see what the secret is. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And um, verse 30, then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And then let's finish in verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Can I just say to you that the first secret of living a highly blessed, a highly favored life is understanding what I call the God morality. Everybody say the God morality. We are living in an age of new morality. And new morality is very simply defined as as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Just do what you please, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. And so then we've got to redefine what that means. And so we can redefine it, for instance, by saying, well, it's the woman's body, it's her choice, and she can discard anything from a body that she wants, 
the new morality. We have, as Christians, a God morality, and we live life according to the God morality, which is found in the Word of God. And Mary, this young lady, was living the God morality. The Bible called her a virgin. She kept her idea of sex confined for marriage, within the confines of marriage, which the Bible defines as between a man and a woman. You say, why are you going there? Because it's the Christmas story, folks. Why are you going there? We can sanitize everything or tell it as it is. And can I tell it as it is? That, that the Christmas story is about a virgin. It's like a foreign term these days. It's The Christmas story is about, you know, a virgin, someone who had a God morality. She was blessed because she had a God morality. Joseph also had a God morality. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 19, the Bible defines Joseph as a just man. That word just, if you do a word study on the word just, is a man who was moral, a man who kept his life in alignment with the word of God. That's the definition of just. And, you know, I, I love that, you know, a lot, a, lot of, a lot is said about Mary, not a lot is said about Joseph, because, because he was a just man, he finds out his betrothed is pregnant, I mean, what's the automatic conclusion when you're betrothed, this pre you're betrothed this pregnant and you know that you've been a just man, you haven't done anything because you're a just man? You automatically think she's, she's been disloyal. And so he's thinking about, again, as a just man, just not humiliating her, but putting her in a secret place where she can have the baby in secret. And then the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph and says, hey, Joseph, your betrothed is pregnant by the will of God. This is something that God has done. This is something that she's going to bear a child. You shall call his name Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. And you know what the Bible says about Joseph? As soon as he heard the voice of the angel, he did exactly what God had told him to do. And not only that, but he took Mary as his wife, but did not have any sexual relationship with her until after the baby was born. How many of you know there's a just man right there? Very noble man. And so what we see here in the life of Mary and Joseph is the God morality. And every single one of us has got an opportunity to do the God morality. And I call this the general will of God. So to be moral is the general will of God for every single human being. Every, everyone has the opportunity of being moral. We have the will of God, and it's the general will of God, and it is a consensus right across every single human being. And, and if you live a moral life, you will live a good life. But if you want the ultimate life, if you want to go into the highly favored life, you want to go to that next level, then you have to add one more thing to the God morality, the general will of God. Let's move into a more constrained way of life. And I call this the God highway. See, there are many highways in life. 
And they all take you to good places. But there is a road that God has designed for you. It is your road. It is your highway. It is what I call the God highway. And that moves from the general will of God to the specific will of God. And so what happened with Mary and with Joseph, they were doing life under the general will of God, living under the God morality. Then God comes knocking at their door and says, I've got something specific for you. This is unique for your life. I want you to be, Mary, I want you to be the mother of my son. I want you to bring my son physically into the world. And Joseph, I've got a specific task for you to do. What's that, God? I want you to be the husband of Mary, and I want you to raise this son as if it were yours. And so that's why Jesus became a carpenter. How many of you know that Jesus was a carpenter before he was the Messiah? He was a carpenter. Why is that? Because Joseph raised him as his own son. And in those days, you taught the family trade to your children. And so Joseph treated Jesus as his own son, the specific will of God. Can I just say to you that there is a specific will of God for your life? There was a specific will of God for my life. There's a specific purpose for your life. There's a specific road that you travel on. You see, We've got wonderful young people in our church that did so incredibly well in their HSC. We got one of our young people that I know got 98.8. We got another one that got 97.7. We have another one that got 97.3. All the feedback that I've got so far is above 97. I don't know. There might be others that got less that haven't told me. But uh, those that have got, come on, give our HSC students a great big applause. What, what a wonderful thing. And so what happens is this, is that it becomes such a daunting task at this age, 18, 17, 18, to choose the highway of life. What road do I go on? Which is, of all the roads, there's so many different roads. Which is, which is, which is the specific one? Well, I've got a word for you. How many of you want to know what your specific road in life is? You want that word today. How many of you want that word? Okay, here it is. Very simple. You start off on the moral road. You start on the God-honoring road. And that's general for everybody. Just honor God in your life. Just do what God wants you to do, which is to be moral. Live by the commandments. Live by the word of God. Live in a God-honoring way. And what will happen sooner or later, God will come knocking at your door. And say, that's great that you're on this great moral road. That's awesome. But now I want to put you on a specific road. And it will be clear to you. you don't even, it, 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 God will come knocking at you. You don't even have to be looking for it. Mary and Joseph were not looking for this. They were just on life's road doing the general will of God. And when the general will of God is being done, you're in the right position to get the specific will of God. Now, you don't have to stress about finding the specific will because it will come to you. 
when you're doing the moral road. And the moral road is what's clearly defined in the Bible for everyone to love God, to love people, to live with a sweet spirit, to forgive people. Everybody say, forgive people. Let me tell you, if you don't forgive people, you actually put blinkers on your life. And every single one of us have got opportunity to become resentful. Every single one of us on a daily basis have opportunity to become resentful. But there's something about having a sweet spirit that's so beautiful. Put your hand on your heart and say, Lord, help me have a sweet spirit in all that I do. Help me to forgive people, even nasty ones, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, what a wonderful way to live life with that whole moral code, with that whole morality, just loving God, loving people. And then God comes knocking at your door with, the spe- with a specific thing. I've got a job for you to do. I've got my purpose for your life. And so what you find in the Bible is that God came knocking on Paul's door. In Acts chapter 26, verse 16, Acts 26, verse 16, But arise, stand on your feet. For this purpose I've appeared to you to call you to be a minister. And here's Paul all of a sudden finding the specific will of God to be a minister. Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, Jeremiah, while you were being formed into the womb, I called you and I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. How awesome it is to know that while you were being formed in your mother's womb, God knew you and has a specific plan for your life. How many of you also know that the enemy wants to disrupt that plan? The enemy wants to distract you, detour you, discourage you, disappoint you. How many of you encountered some of those things in your life to try to distract you from the specific will of God? But God comes knocking at your door saying, come on, put all that aside. Put all that aside. I I, I love the story of Jonah. He's, he's, He's a man when God came knocking at his door, he decided, I'm running. I, I don't want this. Jonah, I want you to be a prophet to Nineveh. Where? Nineveh. Did I hear Tarshish? No, you heard Nineveh. I thought I heard Tarshish. And so Jonah tries to run away from the specific will of God. And what we see in the story of Jonah is how God continually keeps knocking at his door to try to bring him back. So, so can I say to you that are worried, you know, if I blink, I'll miss it. No, you actually have to be rebellious to miss the specific will of God. This blinking, this tightrope business, I tell you, that's, everybody's going to miss it if it's like a tightrope. But the story of Jonah shows us the extent that God goes to bring you back, to try to get you aligned into the specific will of God for your life. So don't stress. Stop worrying. I'm going to miss it. I'm going I'm to miss it. No, no, no. Just keep a sweet spirit, a, a soft heart to God. And God it's going to be harder for you to miss it than find the specific will of God. Isn't that great, Jude? Let let me tell you one more thing before I finish. When you say yes to the specific will of God, God becomes responsible for your life. 
He takes responsibility. I love that. He takes responsibility for three things. He takes responsibility for provision, protection, and presence. Let me talk about these three things. Provision. So he's, he's you know, a fairly poor couple called Joseph and Mary that said, Yes, God, we will do. We will bring your son into the world. And so they brought Jesus into the world. I mean, he was born in a manger, wasn't salubrious. The king of kings and the Lord of lords born in a manger surrounded by animals and shepherds. And just an amazing thing. But God said, no, I'm going to provide for you. And within a few months, who knows? It was within two years. Can I just put a, a pin in some of your bubbles? The, the, the magi, the wise men didn't turn up at the birth. I'm sorry. I know that all your Christmas cards say that they do. And, and, and even last week, our, our wonderful Christmas story had them there. And, and, and it's cool and it's okay. That's fine. But what we find is that after he was born, they turned up. Where is he who was born king of the Jews? And so he was already born. And, and Herod ended up killing every child under two years of age just to make sure that he killed Jesus. Knowing, when did you see the star? Okay, two years ago. So anyway, let's not go there. But the point that I'm making is this. Here's this family that said yes to God and was maybe struggling to make ends meet. And then all of a sudden, three incredibly wealthy magi turn up with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and set up the family for the rest of their lives. Why is that? Because the gift of gold that they gave was the gift that was worthy of a king, not the gift worthy of a carpenter's family. It was a gift for a king. Set him up. So that was provision. God will set you up to make sure that whatever he asks you to do will come to pass. God will never ask you to do anything that he will not provide for you to accomplish. God doesn't set you up with a vision and then not provide everything that you need, all the resources that you need to accomplish the vision. He's a God of provision. Everybody say provision. Second thing is protection. So, so here they are in, in, in Bethlehem, and all of a sudden, there's danger. What's the danger? Herod gets jealous that the Magi came and said, where's he who's born king of the Jews? Herod's saying, I'm the king of the Jews. Who's this, who, who's this infiltrator? And then sends out messengers to kill all of the boys, all of the children that were two years and under. And God warns Joseph saying, I want you to get to Egypt because this, this crazy king wants to kill the Messiah. And so there's protection, in, 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 a wonderful protection there that God says, I will protect the vision that I've put into your life. I will protect it. I'll provide for it. I'll protect it. Then after they'd been in Egypt, who knows for how many years, it was like Herod died and now it was safe to go back. And, and you know, sometimes you can feel forgotten. They, here they were in Egypt, maybe, you know, seven, eight, nine years. Who knows how many years they were in Egypt. Has God forgotten me? How many of you have ever been in a place like that? Has God forgotten me? And then all of a sudden in a dream, hey, I haven't forgotten you. Herod is now dead. Go back to Israel. Go back to where the promise is. 
Because my presence will never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, you've just got to get hold of that. God's presence will never leave you nor forsake you. There are times when you do feel forsaken. There are times when you do feel forgotten. But his presence will never leave you, will never forsake you. His presence is always there, guiding. His presence is always there, hovering. His presence is always there, watching over you to make sure that his word comes to pass in your life. And with God's presence comes navigation, comes navigation through the major decisions of life. Lord, which way? Is it left or right? You know what? Sometimes God says, you make the choice. And there are other times when it's really specific. I want you to go this way. Don't turn to the left or to the right, this way. You know what? If, if, if there's a decision in front of you and you're not clear and God hasn't given you a clear message, you make the decision. God's given you brains. God's given you insight. You know, guys, I didn't wake up this morning and say, God, what shirt will I wear? Will I wear the green one or will I wear the red one? Because I don't want to offend anybody this morning, please. You know what God's response to me is when I say that? I'm your father, not your mother. It's like, you decide. If you want some help, ask your wife. If you've got a a daughter, ask your daughter. Let me tell you, God's given you wives and daughters to help dress you properly. (laughs) There you go. Uh, I heard all the wives and daughters say amen, and all the guys sort of... When God's presence is with you, not only does he help you navigate through the major decisions of life, he also gives you peace in the storm. Come on, Dan, come on up. Peace in the storm. You know, the amazing thing is this, is that Jesus actually told the disciples, go to the other side, knowing that a storm was going to come. He set them up for the storm. Let me tell you, there's nowhere in the Bible that says you will not confront storms. All that it says, I'll be in the storm with you and I'll give you peace in the storm. You know, for some people, Christmas is not a nice time of year. I mean, I was devastated this week, really heartbroken at the thought that this this lady took a life this week. A lady that was exposed to domestic violence. Just horrific stuff. And, and guys, can I speak to you and say to you, you need to be protector of women, not abusers of women. What is the matter? You were designed as a man to be a protector. A noble man is a protector, not an abuser. Ever, ever, ever. People need to feel safe around you, especially women and children. Need to feel safe around you. Be a nobleman that makes women and children feel safe, not an abuser. It's all about me. It's all about my wants. It's all about me. Grow up. Be a man. True men say, I lay down my life for the people around me. So here's this lady who had her husband, shoot, chase his kids around the house to shoot them, not just once, but multiple times. And now she's facing Christmas alone in Australia. Just couldn't stand it, took a life. 
just this past week here in Sydney. Just heartbreaking, 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 heartbreaking story. Maybe some of you are looking at Christmas and thinking, I'm alone, I'm I'm by myself. Can I just say to you that call upon Jesus because he's the one who gives peace in the storm. In the storm of life, he gives peace. He gives peace. He gives peace. He wants to give you peace. And today, what we're going to do is this, is we're going to call upon the name of the Lord and say, Lord, you came to give us salvation. You came to give us peace. And the secret to a highly blessed life that Joseph and Mary found is they said, yes. They said, yes, God. Yes. Yes, God. Whatever you want, I'm saying yes. Yes. And today, can I just say to you the secret to a highly blessed life is just saying, yes, God. You might not understand it all. You might not know the end from the beginning. But saying yes to God says, I trust you. I'll start this journey. I'm not sure where it's going to go. But what I am sure of is that you're going to go on the journey with me. It's scary. I'm only a young girl and you're asking me to give birth to to a son. And and I got no idea how this is going to work. I just don't know the end from the beginning. But I'm just going to say yes. Because I trust God. I'm saying yes. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.